0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Quilt Bubbles, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Wendy, the Weekend Quilter. Hey! And our special guest, Emily of Quilt 101. Hello there. So before we jump into all the quilty and fabric fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Emily? Of
1: course. So my name is Emily Hogue. I live in Pleasant Grove, Utah right now, but consider Northwest Arkansas my hometown. I am the owner of Quilt 101 with my mother, and we specialize in making pre-cut quilt kits. So I am married to my husband of 13 years and we have a fur baby and her name is Luna and she is the mascot of Quilt 101. Um, I <laughs> <Very cute>. am <laughs> I'm an avid Harry Potter fan. I'm a movie buff. Um, and just to my core, I am a, I'm a creator at heart and love anything and everything that has to do with making um, practical and functional art, which
2: is where quilting comes in handy. So could you um, tell us a little bit more about the story behind the name of your business, Quilt 101? Yes. So
1: (laughs) it's really difficult naming a business.
2: (laughs) And so (laughs) my
1: mom and I, whenever we had this idea to start a quilting business, we literally sat at a kitchen table with post-it notes that just had a bunch of different words that were associated with quilting. (laughs) And we just tried to like pair stuff together to... Uh, make a name anyways nothing was ringing a bell until one day we had quilt 101 and it just like instantly we're like oh my gosh that goes with everything that we believe in because we wanted to build a quilting company that just kind of was very beginner friendly that invited new quilters and that talked a lot about the fundamentals of quilting and we didn't want to intimidate Like anybody. So we thought Quilt 101 was a really great way to invite new people into quilting. And yeah, we love it now. (laughs) It's our name. (laughs) Did you learn from your mom how to quilt? Um, As a kid, she taught me how to make a couple of quilts. And I would say, yes, she is hands down my quilting influences and my teacher. But we do live across the country. And so I'm pretty much self-taught. But my mom was always a phone call away if I had any questions. (laughs) (laughs) Your
0: phone-a-fiber friend.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But I did grow up watching my mom quilt and do all sorts of crafting stuff. So she was definitely my inspiration behind it.
2: So how long has support quote one-on-one been around for? So we, oh my gosh,
1: how old are we? Are we going to be four or five this year? You're going to be. F- Am I going to be, are we going to be five? Five. You guys, time honestly just flies. I think we're going to be five years old this year in November. <laughs>
2: That's so exciting. Are you guys have any plans in how you're going to celebrate your fifth birthday?
1: You know what? Every year on our birthday, we have plans to do something big, and we just always run out of time to do anything. And so we'll, we'll have to think of something, because five is a big year. Five's a big yeah, milestone. So we'll have, to, we'll have to plan something special, but as of right now, we don't have anything in the works.
0: <laughs> I mean, November's tough with the holidays I know. and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I know. So what inspired you to start Quilt
1: 101? Yeah, so this is it's kind of a long story, but it's a very personal journey. And, um, I've shared it a couple of times and there's always a few people who can relate. And so I, I love sharing my story because I do feel like it is unique. So like I mentioned earlier, my mom was very creative. Like I watched her growing up. She always had some sort of side hobby. Um, I made a couple of quilts with her, but, and I, I always watched her create. And so whenever, um, I w- I've been married for a few years, we're out of college, we're into our first home, and I wanted a sewing machine because I wanted to make table runners, I wanted to make pillowcases, aprons, you know, just like the beginning of sewing. Um and it was around this same time that my husband and I started trying to conceive and we were having no luck at all. And so a couple of years passed still with no luck, but at this time it felt like everybody around us was just popping out babies, (laughs) just left and right babies, babies, babies. And it seemed like nobody was having any problem with that. And we're just still stuck in this, like what's, we still don't have like a baby, like what's going on. So in this time, like, I mean, after years of doing this, I mean, just the feelings of jealousy and resentment and just anger, just really, really build. And, um, all of a the sudden, these people who I loved so dearly, I all of a sudden couldn't even stand the sight of them because they had the one thing that I wanted. And so it was during this time, my I had a cousin who was expecting her first child. And I was like, you know what? I have a sewing machine now. I'm going to attempt to make a quilt. Absolutely <laughs> no idea what I was doing. I went to Joanne's and picked out a bunch of purple fabrics and had no pattern that i was following literally just cut up fabric and made it as i went and like the binding i'm sure the if i look back at the binding now like i would just die in laughter <laughs> but this is where i noticed whenever i was making this quilt for my cousin that all of a sudden like my mind was at peace like i was no longer like those feelings of jealousy like went away for a minute and so my next friend that got pregnant I made a baby quilt and the next one and the next one. And I mean, dozens and dozens of quilts later, and I made every friend a baby quilt. And this is whenever it's like quilting really, really changed my life because it just turned um, this incredibly hard time in my life into all of a sudden I was experiencing peace and I was experiencing you know, excitement, like genuine excitement for this mother and for the baby that she was bringing in. Every time I made a baby quilt, I just started to imagining this mother draping this quilt over like the crib or using it for tummy time or, you know, just practical everyday ways a baby would use a quilt. And quilting truly became my therapy. It was my time to escape. It was my time to meditate. And it just really helped me to step away from my problems and to focus on other people. And I feel like that's what quilting really is all about. It's about helping. It's a service that we provide for others. It's a way that we can put our love literally into fabric and stitches and to give it to other people. And so that's how quilting really, um, really like impacted my life. And my my whole like motto is quilting is my therapy because it really (laughs) is because that's whenever I feel the most like at peace. And whenever I am, um, whenever like I'm able to clear my mind and to just really meditate. And it's been almost, it'll be nine years in November since we started trying to conceive and we're still in the same boat with still no kids. And so you bet your butt whenever I am feeling down, like I am at the sewing machine. Um, I do though, always recommend that people, whenever they're in a hard spot and they're wanting to get into that therapeutic meditative state, is to make a quilt for somebody else because then you're really able to escape your mind and to focus on somebody else. So that's kind of how quilting got
0: into my life
1: (laughs) Um, and it's going to be here forever.
0: (laughs) So at what point did you start thinking about starting a business, yeah. turning it into from a hobby. Yeah. To a so, um, 10 years ago,
1: and it's something I, it, I don't talk about it very much, but I should. So 10 years ago, I um, was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And so, and part of, I was 23, I was super young, um, super healthy. It came out of nowhere anyways. So I had to have my thyroid removed to, um, I just, I had to have my thyroid removed anyways, literally a week after, my surgery, um, I had just extreme fatigue, extreme brain brain fog, just, just this chronic illness basically that to this day still like controls my life. So at the time I was working at a corporate job. I was a social media manager for a billion dollar company and it honestly was my dream job. Like I had a team of the most amazing people. I'm a creative. So I was doing all the content, like doing all the social media. And this was 10 years, I mean, 10 years ago. So I mean, social media was still new. So I was on like the breaking edge of all of the cool (laughs) social media stuff. That's like blogs were a big thing back then. (laughs) Um, And so I absolutely loved my job, but I physically could not keep up with a nine to five anymore. And, Mm. um, We financially really couldn't afford it, but we just kind of my health didn't allow me to work a nine to five. And so and this was at the peak of my like quilting, like aha, like moment. So (sighs) I and I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I should state that like I I've always known that I wanted to own my own company. Um, one of my favorite quotes that I heard in college that has always stuck out to me is, why work your life away to be to make someone else's dreams come true when you could work your life away to make your own dreams come true? <laughs> and that's how I felt working at this at this company. It's like I was making this company millions and millions of dollars, you know, based off of my work, but I saw none of that. So it's like, well, <laughs> screw that. It's like, if I'm going to work that hard, like I'm going to do it for myself and reap the rewards. And so... It was with um, the health issues that I was facing and with my love of quilting that was all kind of coming together. I was like, okay, like we are, I want to do a quilting business. And I knew at that point there was no money in making finished quilts. Like there there just isn't. And because I had tried and you're just losing money. I mean, you're getting paid $3 an hour by the end of all of it if you're lucky. (laughs) And (laughs) so that's whenever my mom and I got together because my mom is the one with the more professional quilting background. She has a lot of the experience. She has more training behind it. For me, it was just like a fun hobby. I was very self-taught. Like there, at the time, like there weren't really many modern patterns out there. So there's nothing really that attracted me to the patterns that were available whenever I was doing this. Mm-hmm. So I was creating a lot of my own patterns. And um, and so my mom and I just had this idea of we should offer Quilt kits and like modern quilt patterns and super beginner patterns and we've kind of have adjusted past sense because we used to design all of our kits we would design all the patterns and we have completely changed things now where we maybe once every six months we'll design our own patterns we now collaborate with other pattern designers but one thing was for sure from the beginning with quilt 101 is we wanted to bring in the younger generation into quilting and so we wanted to offer modern patterns modern fabrics and we wanted to offer very beginner friendly patterns because quilting's I mean it can be intimidating if you've never started Mm -hmm. it and especially with the younger generation a lot of us don't have hobbies where we're making stuff with our hands like that's kind of quilting is what I felt it was a dying art like I just felt like I was surrounded by a bunch of Grandmas, as I would like to call it, and I just felt like I was alone. Like there was no one my age who was into quilting, and it's like because I had experienced such this, I had had such a powerful experience with quilting and just it being my therapy. I wanted to share that, and so that's whenever my mom and I came up with Quilt One Hundred and One and offering exclusive pre-cut quilt kits because this younger generation, like we're busy. We don't have like all the time in the world. So we just wanted to cut a step out of the process to make it a little bit more
2: accessible and not
1: as intimidating, especially for the beginner quilters.
2: So there are a few quilting kit companies out there. So how does Quilt 101 differ itself from its competitors?
1: Yes. So all of our quilt kits come completely pre-cut. So we basically take a pattern and we cut all of the fabric to the patterns requirements and it is delivered to your door literally ready to sew the moment it arrives. So you don't have to do any initial cutting or measuring. All of the fabric is right there pre-cut ready for you to sew.
0: That's so smart, especially considering like a lot of folks have access to a sewing machine or they can pick up needle and yeah. thread, but having a rotary cutter, having a mat, knowing how to oh properly my cut, like that's, that's a beast. It is. It's yeah. a beast. And it is, it can be really scary
1: for a beginner because you get a rotary cutter and you're, I mean, yeah, you're just like, oh my gosh, if I make one wrong cut, right. I just wasted all of this money on expensive fabric and now I have to go back to the store to get more fabric and maybe make the right cut. It's just, as a beginner, especially, it can be really, it can be really hard. And I mean, it's not, our kits aren't only for beginners, they're also for people who are just looking. Um, they might not like cutting or they're just looking for a really quick project and so we try to really offer things in all the spectrums for the people who would be interested in having something pre-cut.
2: Yeah and quilting is such a like it's such a big investment to you know be part of that um, craft as well so not everyone might necessarily have a cutting mat or a rotary cutter readily available quilting rollers so having those kits sound very very helpful. Yes and attractive for beginners (laughs)
1: yes and that's what we have some patterns in mind where you literally don't have to subcut anything you don't have to square anything up you um like a gingham quilt it's literally just a bunch of squares sewn together so there's no trimming but we do have some more intermediate quilts that do require um you know squaring up blocks or you know subcutting strips and we do try to be really clear whenever we are marketing a kit um, Mm -hmm. what level it's for and what experience they need if they want to make that make that quilt but we do try to we do try to stick within the beginner to beginner
2: intermediate phase you must have quite an assembly line for cutting and creating the kits are there any best uh practices when it does come to cutting sharp
1: rotary blades (laughs) name brand name brand rotary blades we've tried off-brand ones and they get dull so fast so and yes invest in good quality rotary blades um and then we also have, we also recommend getting the largest cutting table you can so you can roll out as much fabric. So, whenever we assemble kits, we do stack layers on top of each other. And sometimes we stack up to 10 layers, which is 20, like, which is a stack of 20 because the layers are, mm-hmm. you know, folded in half. So, whenever you're cutting that thick of fabric, we have to have really sharp blades. Um, and then we, Yeah. The process is, I don't know. Every quilt is different. Some of them are more complex than others, but yeah. Or, um, as far as cutting, yeah, definitely rotary blades is the number one thing.
2: What brand or specific, um, rotary cutter blades would you recommend?
1: So we use Olfa blades. Uh, they are the sharpest for us and they last the longest
0: and are worth it. You mentioned earlier that like one of the things that you were really thinking about was attracting a younger, the next generation of quilters, uh, through quilt 101. And you mentioned that you really were looking at trying to find like fun, modern fabrics. Mm -hmm. So how do you pick your fabrics for your quilt kits? Oh, it's a process.
1: Like and every quilt is different. There's, um, like I mentioned earlier, like we collaborate with a lot of pattern designers now. So sometimes we'll just take exactly what's on their cover, like their pattern Mm -hmm. cover, and we'll just duplicate it exactly. And that makes our life So much easier. (laughs) Um, But sometimes we have a pattern and we're wanting to add seasonal colors to it or like a different fabric collection. Um, And so it kind of, our process kind of starts with a lot of Instagram with the people that we follow and just seeing what new patterns are coming out, what new fabric collections are coming out. Um, And then we use EQ8, which is a quilting software where you can basically build a quilt and insert fabrics. And so that's how we play around with patterns and what fabrics we want to use. Um, And then once we decide on fabric, we'll order it and make a sample quilt and then cut. We'll order enough fabric to cut kits from it.
0: So when you guys are creating your kits, do you guys come up with a cutting plan for, you know, cutting multiple kits at once?
1: Yes. So my mom puts together a cutting guide for every one of our kits. So basically what she does is she'll go through a pattern and she'll write down all of the pieces that are needed. So for fabric A which is cut, you know, two and a half inch square, for example, she'll say, Mm -hmm. you know, each kit needs a hundred of these. And if we, um, like, and so if we're cutting, you know, 50 or 60 of those kits, we'll know approximately like how much fabric we'll need to cover fabric. A. And so my mom breaks it all down and it makes it really easy. And so whenever we cut, we know exactly like how much of each, fabric and of each size we need to cut. And then we label everything too. So it keeps it nice and tidy and organized.
0: So you mentioned that your mom comes up with all the cutting plans and things like that. How do you guys kind of split the roles and responsibilities of the business? Yeah. So running a family business is amazing.
1: My mom and I work really well together, but there are some challenges and we, my mom and I definitely, well, I should say one of the main challenges, my mom lives in Arkansas and I live in Utah so you think of a map. I mean, it's... I don't even know how many hundreds of miles, but it's a 24-hour drive. I know that because we just did it over Christmas. What? It's what? It's far. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. We wanted to take our dog with us to, our, to Christmas, and so we rented a minivan and drove all the way to Utah so we could take my dog, and it, I'll never do it again. It was a wreck. But... <laughs> But my mom and I definitely have, like, our strengths and weaknesses, and they actually complement each other really well. So my mom is more of a type A perfectionist. She's more slow, like, but she does things really well. And my mom's quilting motto is, if you're going to do it once, do it right. Right. And my, on the other hand, I'm a total type B and I'm just like, woo, just like this wild child sewing on full speed, like drives my mom crazy. Um, but I do, I get things done really quickly and I'm still really good. It's like, I'm still like 99% like accurate. So to me, I think it's a win still. And my quilting motto is done is better than perfect. And so, it's, and so it, our strengths complement each other and weaknesses complement each other in that way. Um, so my mom has, as far as my mom's role in the business, she does more of the back-end stuff. She's the one who's putting, t- like, she's designing a lot of the patterns. She's ordering a lot of the fabric. She's putting together the cutting guides. And then my, um, like, my professional, like, my career before this was in social media marketing. And so I specialize more in the sales, marketing, um, advertising, content, side of things and so we're able to really um play off of each other's like strengths to to make it work
0: and do you have any other employees uh working for you yes
1: so that's actually been one of our goals the past two years is to really hire help i mean we launch a new kit every single week like every single week oh wow it's yeah every friday we have a new kit that comes out and it is madness i would not recommend it for anybody (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, all of the steps to go into making a kit are just ridiculous and we do it every yeah. single week yeah. wow. and um so we have hired help so we now have six we don't call them employees we call them contractors so we have six mm-hmm. people who we contract work out to so we have um two and a half cutters uh, people who we it's great because they actually come to my house I give them the fabric and they take it to their house cut it and they deliver it to me like all packaged up and ready to go. So, and my mom and I still cut half of the kits and then the cutters cut the other half. We have two um, quilters who make our quilt tops. (laughs) We have um, a photographer that we hire. We have a long arm quilter that we hire. So we really are building a team. And I should mention at Christmas, we did bring in my sister. So it is now me, my mom, and my sister. And my sister... Um, is she's still in the process of learning everything, but she is also helping to cut with my mom in Arkansas. And she is also starting to do a lot of the technical side of things. So she'll do like the product listings and the newsletters and my least favorite part of (laughs) of the job, which is the tech stuff.
2: Is it a younger or older sister? She is older. She's my older sister. Yeah. (laughs) And how often do you guys meet in person? So
1: the business is headquartered out of my house in Utah. Mm -hmm. So my mom still has a good setup at her at her house, but the majority of it is run out of my house. Um, And so my mom comes out about every quarter, like every three months, she'll come out and she'll stay for three weeks usually. And we'll just knock out as much as we can. And then every day in between, I mean, we are FaceTiming and calling each other every like multiple times every single day. So, we are able to make it work long distance. <laughs> but it's still like it ideally we would be
0: in the same place, but we're just making the best of what we can do. Coming up on your 5th year business birthday. Is there anything that still surprises you? Are there any new challenges that you're grappling with? Oh my goodness, all the time. There's new surprises, <laughs> there's new surprises
1: all the time. Mainly because I'm in charge of all of the marketing side of things. Social media is just It has changed so much. Every day. And it just requires, because now you can't just post a picture. You have to post a reel. And for those who are not content creators, a reel takes 50 times longer, if Uh not more. And so it makes things really difficult to plan because I can no longer just post pretty pictures. It has to be ridiculous reels.
0: Do you want to join our support chat group? Because we can't. I can't. I can't.
1: I can't. (sighs) Yeah, it's really hard and so it's like, oh my gosh, I need to hire someone full time just to yeah. keep on top of social media trends because it is um it's very difficult to keep up with to keep up with all of that. It's also as far as surprises, it's not necessarily a surprise, but it is a challenge is just fabric in general is still incredibly difficult to get a hold of. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it's there's a lot of our kits that we're having to do pre-orders of we don't typically do pre-orders we like to whenever we sell a kit we like to be able to ship it out that week whenever they order it but we're having to do a lot of pre-sales right now because they the fabric just isn't in stock and it's not just it'll be in stock in you know a couple of days it can be up to like three to six months that you're having to wait wow. for specific fabrics yeah so that makes things really difficult to plan ahead, especially whenever we're doing a new kit every week. And so it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of fabric that we're having to manage. And so it can be extremely difficult. Like there's a kit right now where we have, I think it takes like 10 fabrics and we have eight of them and they're cut and ready to go. But those two fabrics they were supposed to be here at the beginning of June and then it got postponed until the end of June and now it's the end of July. And so it's just sitting there waiting for these last two fabrics and it's a collection. So you can't really go without it because the quilts designed around it. And so it's, um, Mm. that's not a fun part of the business.
0: Mm. So it's not even just you're ordering ahead. You're dealing with unexpected delays. Yes. Yes, and
1: even whenever they say it's in stock, ready to go, whenever you order it, a lot of times like it just
2: there's
0: delays. Isn't
2: yeah. And and usually when you're putting a kit together, are you picking fabrics from various collections and uh, designer um, manufacturers, or they're all just the one collection, one manufacturer? We try to keep
1: it all within the same manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Um, It just makes it easier to market and to package everything together because then the fabric's all of the same quality. It all has the same feel and it just sews together better whenever it's all from the same manufacturer. Um, But yeah, we, we do typically try to stick within the same family for each kit
0: and in your kits do you also include um like thread and other notions as well no our kits include everything you
1: need for the quilt top and binding it also always includes a pattern as well so the (laughs) if you we always well we do offer backings as add-ons but as far as the staples um we do not provide that that is for the that's for customers to supply themselves
2: but uh, and then, but on your website, you do—if I'm correct—you do have the notions available. If we do. If They wanted to, yeah.
1: Yes, we do offer notions on our website, so they do have the option of just ordering it there to have it all shipped together.
0: Very handy. So when you're when you're thinking about you know what uh, what kind of pattern or what pattern to make a kit for. Kind of what um, What are the key characteristics of a pattern that you're looking yeah, for?
1: Yeah, so we actually buy a lot of patterns. And most <laughs> of them we don't, we don't use. But a lot of it comes down to the cutting guide. So, okay. I mean, we're first attracted by the pattern itself, the design. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we like the design, we will order, we'll purchase the pattern. And then from there, we look at the cutting guides. And we, um, there's a lot of patterns that do like an eighth inch cuts or sixteenth inch cuts and if we see that we're pretty much automatically like "Eh." (laughs) like we won't (laughs) like we might do a quarter inch cut like if it's very rare but we do look at the cutting because I mean we cut tens of thousands of pieces for each kit if not if not more and so it's like there's some kits that have a thousand pieces per kit and we typically do 50 to 70 of each kit sometimes more and so i mean that's fifty, seventy thousand pieces just for one week yeah. and, we're, and so we do tend so we look at the cutting guide and then we also look at the fabric requirements we do like to keep just to make just to simplify our lives a little bit we like to keep it to 10 fabrics or less per kit and then the cutting requirements we just try to look for simple more the simpler the better mm-hmm. because that's not only easier for us to cut Um, but it's also typically more beginner-friendly for our customers
2: as well. That makes sense. So speaking of picking out different patterns for your kits, um, are designers able to submit a proposal to have their design featured in a future kit? And if so, if there's any advice for submissions. Heck yes. (laughs) We surprisingly, hardly any pattern
1: designers reach out to us which I'm actually really surprised and maybe I just need to do a better job at communicating that to our followers that if you're a pattern designer please submit stuff because it does make our lives so much easier Um, and so if you are a pattern designer please submit us your patterns our emails quilt 101 llc at gmail.com send us your pattern it depends like I said we're pretty picky depending on the cutting and fabric requirements but we still Love to support pattern designers out there, whether you are a new pattern designer or an experienced one. We like to work with everybody across the spectrum. Um, so please submit your submit your work to us. We'd love to work with you.
2: And would you recommend, um, as part of the submission, they would come up with various colorways for you guys to select from?
1: Oh, that would make my life a dream. <laughs> <laughs> make our life so oh yes that would be amazing amazing so just so you know if you really want to work with us send us multiple (laughs) colorways and that will you know we'll put you on the top of our list
2: (laughs) and and we're just going to make sure that it's coming from the one manufacturer and then i'm assuming the one collection as when yeah. we are submitting the colorways. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm making a note of all of this right <laughs> now. <laughs> so currently all your kits are sold on your website. Are there any plans to expand and wholesale your kits to retailers?
1: Oh, that's a dream for us to do that. We really, I mean, we that's... really would love to do that. Right now, because our team is still small and we're still trying to grow things and because our business model is to offer a new kit every single week, we are there's a lot of work that goes into that. And so in order for us to be able to offer things wholesale, there's a few things that we need to adjust on our end to be able to offer that. But that is certainly on our radar and it's something that we are wanting to do.
2: (laughs) So the only reason why I was also asking that question is because if I was hypothetically, I was a designer, you're selling my pattern as part of one of your kits. um, But I also wanted to sell your kit that you're offering on my website. Is that something that you could work out with designers oh certainly especially
1: if we are still cutting the kits it's not that much harder to cut an extra you know 20 kits or something as long as you know we're cutting them all together um and we would try to work out a special pricing like a more wholesale pricing but we haven't looked into it as much as i would like so i don't know all the details about it but (laughs) we're oh no we're totally open to it
0: so it sounds like wholesale is a little bit further down the road, but are there any uh, quilting goals or new projects on the horizon that you'd like to share with us? We have new ideas
1: all the time. Right now, we are just trying to keep up. We offer, like, we are launching a new product every single week, and the checklist to get, a, to have a product launch every week is ridiculous. So right now, we are honestly just trying to keep our heads above the water um, because what we're doing is really successful and it it's unique from what other people are doing so we're just kind of running with it but in the future um, we really would love to do quilting retreats I really would love to do a block of the month pro like a block of the month for a year where I get a feature a new pattern designer every month that's something that I would love to do we would love to offer wholesale Kits, there's there's a whole list of things that we would love to do, but right now our main focus is literally
0: just keeping up every single week. So on that note, it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Emily? Let's do it. Wendy, why don't you
2: kick us off? Sure thing. So what is your favorite time of day to kit up boxes? First thing in the morning. And where do you kit the boxes? In my basement. And do you wear shoes while kidding? And if so, do you wear socks or no socks?
1: I have a pair of Crocs that stay downstairs that are my cutting basement shoes. Music, Netflix, podcasts, or the sounds of silence? Music. What's your current favorite? My current favorite station is on Spotify
0: called Classic Road Trip. Do you allow snacks while kidding? And if so, do you have a favorite snack? Pistachios. Roasted and salted or plain? Yes. Roasted and salted. All of
1: them. All All of the pistachios.
2: (laughs) Got to have salt in it. Sorry. Yes. Do you have a favorite traditional blog?
1: Half square triangle. There's so many things you can do with it. And what is your favorite color? Cobalt blue. What's your favorite brand of solids? Um, Art gallery, pure solids. And what is your favorite pure solid color? Oh, goodness. I would have to say denim blue. It goes with
0: everything. It's so good.
2: I'm like mm-hmm. looking at my color chart right now. I'm like, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: looking at my leaning tower of fabrics and it's yep. right there.
2: <laughs> um, and what fabric color do you use do we see the most in your quilt kits?
1: Blues always sell the best.
2: Oh interesting. Mm-hmm. Solids or prints. Solids. Uh who is your favorite fabric designer?
1: Uh, fabric designer would be Sharon Holland and Maureen Cracknell mm-hmm. of Art Gallery. Oh, I love their stuff.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm
0: what is the last fabric quilt 101 bought this morning we
1: just bought the holiday classics collection from rifle paper and from (gasps) by cotton and
2: steel for christmas it is so cute like the metallics oh it's yeah i'm so excited yeah what fabric brand do you use the most in your quilt kits art gallery fabrics is our most used and how do you organize your fabrics by brand and what do you do with the fabric off cuts for kits
1: Um, We sell the larger cuts at a reduced price and we donate the smaller cuts
2: um, that can't be reused. And what kitting notion couldn't you live without? Rotary cutter. And what's your favorite notion sold in the Quilt 101 online store? Wonder Clips. What is your favorite ruler size?
1: Ooh, I use the nine and a half by 24 ruler. What is your current favorite quilt kit in your online store? Ooh, the mod boxwood. Thank you. It is just beautiful.
2: For our listeners that do not know, that pattern is designed by Amanda. <laughs> and I did not ask for a plug. You,
1: you know what? I totally forgot that was even your pattern. So that was, that was
0: not even on purpose. It just legit. I just love it that much. Oh, thank you. Uh, pressing preference open to the dark side, whatever works best.
1: Always to the dark side. I do not have the patience to press it open. Plus, I feel like pressing it open weakens the seams. Right. So I always press to the dark side.
2: Uh, pick one. Picking fabrics for kits, cutting, or packing kits? Cutting. And who is your go-to longarm quilter? Her name is So
1: Shabby Quilting. She's a local quilter here in Utah, but she also takes orders from everywhere, and she's amazing.
2: Machine or hand bind?
1: machine i don't have time to hand
0: bind spray pin or thread based spray pre-wash always
2: sometimes or never never and what is your favorite part of the kitting process cutting fabric and what's your least favorite part of the kitting process cutting fabric to know (laughs) no
1: cutting fabric is just really hard on the body Mm, Um, and so it just my it just kills my back and I have to wear like a permanent wrist brace now from overuse so cutting is my favorite and
2: least favorite (laughs) it's a love-hate relationship yes but also
1: technology is my least favorite as well (laughs) because I just don't want to bother with it
0: (laughs) what is one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up oh bad posture Who's your quilty BFF? My mom. And who is your
1: quilty crush? Pride and Joy Quilting. She does foundation, paper piecing, and and she is just a master. Like she's she's also
2: the nicest person. I'm sure. So sweet. And uh, what's your favorite recent make? Oh my goodness.
1: To be honest, I haven't made a quilt in a while because we just kind of hire that out now. (laughs) Um, but my recent make, I made a batch of soap. I'm also a soap maker as well. And Ooh. I made a batch of soap yesterday and that was really fun. <laughs> and how many quilts are in your whip pile right now? None. For you. No, I send them all. Yeah. I, I send them all out and I don't have time to do personal quilts, unfortunately. So, so. that's a side that I don't get to do very often, mm-hmm. but we do have, um, we have about five quilt tops out right now that are being worked on. Wow. What do you do with all your quilts? Um, We sell them. Yeah, I used to hoard them and now and then I just had a garage full of just buckets of quilts. And so now we we sell them at a sample price just so we can clear inventory and have other people use the quilts as opposed to them just sitting here. And do
2: you have any other non-quilting related hobbies or interests?
1: Yes so I mentioned my soap making so I do make like cold processed soap and I also make soy candles so those are kind of my two my two other loves.
0: Now before we wrap today up we've got just one more question for you. Who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? So the first one is Quilt D Studios
1: so she has the best reels. She's educational and entertaining and she's a really talented pattern designer. Um, the other person I would recommend is Quilter's Candy. She's kind of a quilter's favorite. She just has she is a true believer in community over competition, and she is a great educator, especially for those who have a quilting business. She's a, a really great follow. I also really, if you are a lover of watching like long arm quilters, just kind of do their thing. Um, the quilter that we use, which is so shabby quilting, she has an addictive instagram as well just to watch all the fun long arming
0: on that note we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show if you'd like to contact any of us we can most easily be found on our instagram accounts i'm at broadcloth studio wendy the dot weekend quilter anna our audio editor extraordinaire is at wax and Wayne studio and emily we are at quilt 101 Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's show, we hope that you subscribe to the podcast and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye guys. Woohoo! (laughs)